What's up, y'all? You are listening to For the Artists Say Podcast brought to you by Creative and Projects, which is a 501c3 tax exempt organization helping young artists develop from the inside out. I'm your host, Melissa Cherie. And I am your co-host, Mr. Eric Seats. Now, today's feature is bringing the heat all the way from Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, and she is best known for her artistry and her vocal ability. Yes, that's right, Seats. Beth was a background vocalist for R&B legend Anita Baker. Hey, I know y'all want to sing Anita Baker song as soon as I say that. She is currently a background vocalist for superstar Kim and Najee. Beth was also a contestant of season 16, The Voice. I need to go back in my records because I don't know if I saw that season. And she was featured as a vocalist on Dancing with the Stars. Girl, I want to go on that show. All right. We're going to talk about upcoming projects later. But y'all give it up if you're listening. You know, stand to your feet, clap your hands, give a little snap snap for Beth. Beth, Beth, welcome. I'm snapping for myself. Thank you. <laughs> As you should. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. You know what? That is the short version because I went to your website. Girl, your list is long in terms of experience and the things that you have done. I mean, I have to know how you got into singing. That's my automatic question right there. How did you get into singing? You know, sometimes I look at my resume and um, I don't even know how that stuff gets on there. I, I just, you know, when I, I started singing, that was something that I always wanted to do as a little girl, but my voice was not developed. And my father was one of the Funk Brothers from Motown. So I had all this music around me, but I just, I just didn't have it. It was just, it wasn't there. And so what I decided to do was just to keep pursuing it. I got in the choir um, church choir, choir at school, got in the band, everything that I could do musically just to surround myself with music because what I really wanted to do was sing, but the singing wasn't there. Um, then he, then I think after high school, um, my voice did start to develop as I matured. And I sang with bands and sang in clubs and just tried to strategically position myself where I could take another step forward. I have to interject right now because we're not going to just let her skate over her father's legacy like i'm a musician and i love the funk brothers i appreciate oh, wow. so we need to know who your dad is and what instrument he plays <laughs> okay. top. so so i go by beth because my my name is so long and hyphenated my name is beth griffith manley and my father was the late johnny griffith he played the keyboards, the piano, the organ, the harpsichord. He played those um, keyed instruments. He came in shortly after Earl Van Dyke was there. And my father was nicknamed the hired gun. He could, he was classically trained. He could play, he was just brilliant on the piano, just, just brilliant. And um, so that's where my music um, heritage, my, my, what I inherited that comes from my father. And so Going back to when I said I just wanted to sing as a little girl, there was music in my house. I wanted to sing, you know, um, and it just wasn't happening. And I'm sitting there watching my dad play the piano and I'm just like, oh, my God, like, mm. come on. So, yeah, my dad gave it to me. I, I naturally inherited the music from him. Yeah. 
Amazing. Yeah, what a foundation. First of all, I love that you I love that you were surrounded by music and you know, in your mind you were like, but I don't really I don't have the skill. You know what I mean? Like you recognize that, but you didn't let that stop you, you know? And I love that because there's a lot of not I'm not gonna say a lot of people, but there are people that recognize that, oh shoot, you know what? I'm really not that great, da 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 and they'll just hang it up. But that is not so of you. And look at you now. Well, you know what? I relate to that so well because early on, my voice wasn't developed, but I still loved music. And then shortly after that, when I pushed myself to be in a position where I could sing, then something else kind of impaired me shortly. I suffered from extreme panic attacks mm. and just being insecure and being afraid to stand out front. So it would be to the point where there would be situations where I would be someone would ask me to sing and I'd say, okay. And I'd go and, and pass out. I'd faint because of the nervousness um, and, and, and the anxiety that I felt. And I still pushed through that. So when people have a dream or wish or desire to do something and they're afraid to do it, I really sympathize and empathize with those people because I've been there, but I'm just one of those people that figured out how to push through it. What a, um, that's a testimony that a lot of artists <laughs> yeah. need to hear. Um, I get yeah, and 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 you clearly persevered because you just don't end up on the stage with legends like Anita Baker. You do not. Uh, who is a true musician and an engineer. She yes. knows her technical aspects and then Najee. So you you clearly are blessed, you know, uh, because those are gigs that you really have to be a singer on. They are, and I'm and I'm so grateful because. I did not allow my insecurity, I did not allow my fear to keep me um, from pushing forward. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna give you just a sidebar now. Um, I am actually recording a song. I, I just got home from the studio. Like I was flying to get home one time to, to <laughs> you know, so I could talk to you guys. I'm covering a song by an, an iconic artist that will be released this year. I'm um, doing a collab with someone. And I literally in the studio today froze up a little bit because mm -hmm. I still deal with pushing Beth and believing that Beth can do it and not allowing that to keep me from doing it. And I had to literally have a pep talk from my producer. He was like, hey, I need you to get your head together. And I'm saying that to tell you guys, even though an artist may be at a certain point or you may be in a certain place, people still deal with things with themselves. And it's a, it's a constant thing that we deal with. And so that just happened to me literally today. I had to, you know, I recorded the song and then he's like, yeah, you need to go and get out your head and come back and redo this. So that happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I so appreciate Beth that you, that you went there. I mean, that's, a, that it is a vulnerable place to be you know what i mean and you just share that with us with so much confidence but it really takes a lot of courage to get vulnerable like that especially when you have the accolades and the experience and the things that i've seen on your you know on your website and your resume so thank you so much because that's very true i know i can probably attest to the same thing i don't know about you seats but people do i mean people do need to hear that it, it you know we never fully like arrive and come to this place where like, we just got it all together and it's perfect. And you know what I mean? No matter how good it is. Yeah, one of the, 
um, Anita, I remember I missed working with her so much and I learned so much from her. One of the things we would often say would be new levels, new devils. Mm -hmm. So just because you've gotten to a certain place in your life or your career, there's other things that are going to come at you at that level that you're on. So, you know, and you, you always have to constantly encourage yourself and talk to yourself and surround yourself with positive people so you can push through whatever it is that you're going through at that time. Seats, did, yeah. did you have a question you were asked? No. I forgot my question because um, <laughs> I'm so engaged. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Don't you ever be that because oh. we, I'm, I'm flabbergasted and, and uh, I'm hyped off of the, your accomplishments. Now we I haven't even heard the rest of them yet, but I know, and here's why I can, I can, I can agree with her because it's no matter how long we've been touring, you can play in stadiums and then you end up in a small intimate setting and I get butterflies still. So it's just, it's important that I'm glad she said that to let everybody know out here, like no one's exempt from those nerves. Those, no. But that means you care. I do care because I remember how crippling it was for me wanting to sing so bad. And I, people would tell me I was good, but I didn't believe it. And if I can be honest with somebody else who feels the same way, it can maybe let them know that it's going to take a little work, but they can get past it. There's so many people that start albums, start projects, and they never finish it. And they're in their own way. And so I don't want anybody else to feel like that. I went through that same thing. So it's like, I still have to be in touch with that vulnerability because once I get to the point where, oh, I got this thing, that's when I start to fall. And mm -hmm. I don't want to fall. Mm -hmm. So I want to pass it to other people. And I know the struggle, oh, it's such a struggle to get past yourself, you know? So I just don't want people to feel that way if they don't have to, or I don't want them to internalize it or to slow them down as long as it slowed me down. I just try to push it, pay it forward, as they say. Okay, so I got to ask this. I want you to get a little specific for us because you talked about, you know, pushing through in terms of your skill and becoming better um, at being a vocalist. Can you tell us like exactly what are some of the things that you did to push through and to become better? Oh, um, I got a vocal teacher. Okay. I went through several vocal teachers. And, and I got different ones because different teachers teach different. Mm -hmm. And I learned there's going to be some teachers that are going to teach you how to master doing runs. There's some teachers that focus on breathing and, and technique. And then there's teachers that recognize that it's a mental thing to be an artist. So I've had three to four different teachers to target different ways that they teach. And that helped me push because then I had technique, I had some mental strength, and then I had, you know, the fluff to put on it, right? So you, you combine all that. I get that from the teachers. The other thing was um, I surrounded myself with people who knew more and could teach me. So there was always a thirst to learn. So that kept me occupied in learning and not even really focusing on that I was pushing through some things, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then I think um, prayer and wine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> you know, 
uh, a and cranberry. I mean, I'm just being honest. So, you know, there, there's times when it just gets really heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you have a hot, a, a cocktail and then there's times where you, um, pull on the techniques that you've learned and you use those. Um, and that's the answer. Okay. Did you ever, Beth, have, yes. did you ever like in school, did you, were your, uh, your lessons in, uh, vocal coaches, were they exterior? Did you ever, uh, go through any like performing arts schools or anything like that? No, I didn't. And that's one thing I wish I would have done. Um, I live in Detroit. Mm-hmm. There is a Detroit School of the Arts that I don't think was open when I was in high school or it was very small. I didn't know anything about it. I went to Mumford High School, the one Eddie Murphy made famous with the Mumford Physical Ed, Beverly Hills Cop, you know, throwback. So um, I went there, but a lot of people went to that school and we had an excellent teacher um, who did give us vocal techniques and training. Um, the Winans went to the high school I went to, um, the Clark sisters commission, you know, a lot of gospel greats um, went there. I started to really fine tune the teaching outside of school when I became an adult and I knew that I wanted to do this for real and I wanted to be able to compete for lack of a better word, with what was out there. I said, let me get a teacher that's going to drill me. So that's what I did. Awesome. Yeah. What external pushes did you have? Because it sounds like you had a lot of self-drive. I mean, parents, teachers. I mean, what was that like? Believe it or not, it wasn't my parents. My parents did not want me in the business. My, especially mm-hmm. my father being in the business, he didn't want me to do it. So he didn't push me um, mm-hmm. to do music. They were like, go to college, get your degree. And I did that. I just stayed around musicians and I always had this drive that I knew I could do something else. I didn't want to be in the bars and the clubs. I wanted to be in stadiums and big stages. And so I was like, how do I do that? Like, I got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just me surrounding myself around people. And then I was around a lot of talented people that didn't do anything. And that irked me. So it made me want to do more. I was like, why y'all not, you know, what y'all doing? So I think my environment pushed me, you know, a lot. I'm glad she said that. Um, we, I deal with that a lot to this day. So it makes, it makes, it's great that you were able to gravitate to your own uh, dream or, you know, will mm-hmm. and pursue it and then accomplish it. Uh, because it, we, we all know talented people, but the drive is not the same. Um, so we glad you made it through. Thank you. Yeah. I would be around singers that were so good. They opened their mouth and it just, I said, are your vocal cords paved with diamonds and gold? What is in your throat? How do you sing like this? And they, they would say, oh, I think, and I'd say, I would pay for a voice like that. I'm getting the teacher. I'm struggling. I'm drinking water, sucking on lemons, <clears throat> trying to sing, right? And they're just effortlessly, and it just really boggled my mind how they had such a gift and they sat on it. And I said, mm. well, if I have a tenth of that, let me see what I can do. So why? Let, let's hang there for a minute. I mean, do you think they just didn't recognize the gifting that they had? Or do you think they just didn't care about what they were carrying? Let me. When you, OK, so let me say this. You're an attractive woman. You get up, put on your outfit, and you got it. 
You're not that girl that gets up and says, oh, Lord, now I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to, you know, people who have it, they just have it. And sometimes they they don't work extra hard because they don't have to. Mm. So the person who has that vocal gift and they sing and they're amazing and everybody gives them praises, they're a star in their own little bubble and they don't have to push for it. And, mm. a, and, a, and a girl like me who, this is my opinion of myself, I felt I had to work a little harder, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I did things to get me in, in that place. You know, you know, I know we put on that right outfit, those right shoes, that right handbag, and we step in the room. We we know we know what it is. <laughs> Work the we room. Know what it is. <laughs> so it's that type of situation with the, with the talent. When you got it, you know you got it, and you just mm-hmm. may not even, you know, you know you could put on a cute little tracksuit and cute little tennis shoes, and somebody else knows that they have to come in with a gown and prom dress in order for somebody to pay them some attention. And mm-hmm. it's with talent like that too, you know. Very I like nice. how you broke that down. Because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it has to be. Sometimes it, it doesn't make sense because it's that simple. You just have to make it even simpler, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, Miss Beth, how yes, did you get started into? Um, recording your own things where where the you know did it take for you to be out on the road with these legends to actually start feeling like what is it possible for me i got tired of doing background and then the artists take off and everybody sitting in the house waiting for the next gig and they got their money Mm. And they at Disney with their kids. And I'm trying to figure out, am I going to ever get to Disney? She's my friend right now. (laughs) I mean, but am I telling, you know what I'm saying? That's what happens. So I said, now, how do I, how do I be that guy? How do I be that girl? How do I, or, or because I love doing background. That's my, one of my favorite things to do. I always do that if I, if I'm able but how can I supplement the income where I can do me when they're off and we can schedule the year? I can look at the calendar and say, well, I'm gonna do my gigs from this. To, you know, and that's all it was. I said, I have to figure, this gotta be a better way. Like this is, I might as well just go get a day job. Mm. You know, and that's what I didn't want. Artist, if you're listening right now, <laughs> that was a gem that she just dropped. Yep. Never put all Big of one. your eggs in one basket. Mm. Uh, diversify and and... Uh, and and multiply your own gift. Something. (laughs) Right. Okay. Now, you probably just answered this kind of with what you just said, but, you know, things slowed down the last two years. And people people were not working. (laughs) Some people were not able to make it work. (laughs) So, was the same true for you? Because it sounds like you just kept it, you just kept it going. The income was not coming in, but when you are an artist, it's not always about income coming in because it's gonna your gigs are gonna pick up. You have the you know slow times, so I figured things would eventually change. So we worked on my second album. We recorded the entire pandemic. Mm-hmm. We recorded music music videos. I tried to do some content. Um, worked worked on a children's book. Um, clean my house, organize. I mean, you know, because clutter keeps you from being productive sometimes, you know? So I just did some things that I normally don't do because I'm on the road. And 
um, I'm really happy that I feel like we utilize that time as wisely as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is a great time to talk about a couple of the upcoming projects that y'all sent me. So you have a children's book that's out now called I'm Beautiful Inside and Out, uh, educating young children on anti-bullying and literacy. You also have a Christmas single that I guess was out during the season called Celebrate. Yes. You are opening for Peebo Bryson in next month. Next month, y'all. Okay, and then in March, she will be releasing the second single from her upcoming CD. Yes. Talk about Irons in the Fire. So excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, I'm excited because I have committed to starting projects and finishing the projects. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy to do. So I remember how intimidated and daunting it was with the first album, not having a clue, but just being determined that I'm going to have a body of work, that I'm going to have something tangible. Because I I was around a lot of singers. They would go into a club, go into an event or something, and they would sing. And people would say, oh, my God, I love your voice. Do you have a record? And they go, no. I said, oh, I don't want to be that. I don't want to <laughs> know so i i was like you know i gotta have an album so i'm excited because i did the first album so i'm excited because i did a second album and so now i have two bodies full bodies of work um and i'm just excited because there's going to be a second children's book Mm. so this is going to be the beginning of a series i'm excited because i get to open um for a legend people bryson Mm -hmm. i've done shows with him doing background for Kim several times, but to now be just with him and coming in as, as myself, I'm, I'm proud of myself for just really pushing. So, yeah. She's, she's dropping gems, artists that are listening, um, producers that are listening. It's always after that first, something about getting that first one off, it makes it easier to say, okay, it, it's always that first hump that you need to get over it. And then everything yeah. else, you know, it's trial and error. Mm-hmm. We don't, nobody knows what to do until you actually start the process. And then there's something able to be edited. Um, so I appreciate everything you're saying. And it's, it's glad, I'm, I'm glad that uh, you're doing very well. And the, those books, and, and, and even just re- putting that energy back into the community like you're doing um, is super unselfish. And that's why you'll be blessed forevermore. Thank you. You know what, though, one of the key, the key word you said was commitment. You made the commitment. And I and what I love about the gems that you're dropping, it's like even though we're spe- you're specifically talking about music because that's your lane. All of the things that you have talked about can be applied to anything you can. You know, you committed to finishing. I mean, starting and finishing a project you committed to paying attention girl you were paying attention that's like a constant and all of the things that you're saying you were paying attention to the things that were going on around you and you were already making decisions in your mind as to what you would and would not do based off of the things that you were paying attention to you know for money because i didn't have the money yeah Mm -hmm. the money came um you know, I was just talking to some people who were in a singing competition and they won money. And I told them, I said, don't take this money and run to the mall. If you're a true artist, you would invest in your time. Anything that you have, you would put back into yourself so that you could better your future. 
So you've got to observe what you like and don't like, and then you can make the changes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just thought of where you can go ahead. No, that just made me think of where your treasure is there. Your heart is, you know, there, your heart lies also. That that's a, a mentality that needs to be taught better because a lot of us don't, a lot of artists walk around with their hand out and then they don't even contribute back to their own craft, which is uh, beyond me, but it's good that you recognize that, you know, uh, I'm always my best investor and you sound like you're, you're a best investor. Uh, and that allows for the audience to follow you because they know that you're taking yourself serious. I try, you know, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to put an album or a project out and then you do a GoFundMe page. I never wanted to be that artist because I felt that if I put something out myself, that would let you know the commitment that I have. If I invest in myself enough to get the right producers and the right project, you'll buy it. So I'll get money so that I can reinvest. So I think when you show people that you'll pay for yourself, then people will come and help you. And that was the, some, that's why I said, I, I never want to be that artist to say, help me fund my dream. This is mine. Mm -hmm. This, you know, but if I see that you did everything you could to save your money and strategically get money to put something out, then I'll invest in it or I'll support you. So I don't know, you know, and I know a lot of artists do do stuff like that. And, and I think the giving back sometimes happens when it's a good look mm. and not that it's a good cause. Um, like even with my children's book, um, I'm beautiful inside and out. That's really my story about how insecure I felt coming out of my shell. And now I feel like I have the colorful wings and I can, I can fly. But in the beginning, I didn't feel that way. And kids can be cruel and can tease and can bully. And I didn't know to go tell an adult. I just internalized it. And look how long it stayed with me. I'm still dealing with it as an adult. So I want kids to know to tell somebody, get this off of them while they're little so that they can fly sooner. So you just have to look at what people are going through in your environment and then try to help and give back and pour it back into it. Yeah. She's awesome, Melissa. Awesome. <laughs> yes. Being honest, I think a lot of people don't talk about their hurt and their pain and the things that they've gone through. That's what fuels you. And as an artist, that's what contributes to your songwriting. That's what contributes to your performance. That's what contributes to um, you, you know, you as a whole, the personality and the, and the air that you give. So, yeah. And I don't like hurting. I, I'm trying to get it off of me. So I'll talk about it. <laughs> I don't like hurting. Yeah, right. So how, how did you get to that place, though? Because I know that you weren't always... You know, I'm guessing you had to get to that place where you were in tune with what was going on with you and then comfortable actually, you know, talking about it or getting it out. How did you get to that place? You ever heard the uh, old folks say when well, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired? <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's I, what happened. I'll tell you a story. There, there was an opportunity. I think one of the last times it happened for me, there was an opportunity for me many years ago. There was a, a lady. She. She still does hair, a great hairstylist. Her name is Cherie Slate. She was doing hair for Ashanti. She took me to Ashanti. She was here in Detroit. Ashanti was in her hotel room getting her nails done or something for a show. Cherie walked me in there, wanted me to meet her and to sing. I was too afraid to sing. Mm. And I will never forget that. 
Um, it doesn't mean I was going to get the opportunity to sing background for her. It didn't mean it, but I could not, I could not even have control <laughs> enough to sing a simple song. I couldn't do it. I said, I'll never let that happen again. Mm-hmm. So um, you, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And at that point, did you reach out for someone to help you in terms of the anxiety and the panic? Not immediately. I, I went home and was very angry with myself and cried. And I still had to come to the realization that I had an issue, mm-hmm. you know, and then once I got to the to the realization that I had an issue and whether or not I wanted to fight and work through it, because sometimes it's more comfortable to just stay where you at. I could have said, well, she wasn't going to hire me anyway. I could have mm-hmm. made it be her fault, but she would have never been able to if she didn't hear me. And what's my problem where I can't. Um, open my mouth to to sing a simple song and I'm a singer mm-hmm. something's wrong <laughs> yeah yeah so um I just wanted something different I just got tired that's good it's good to graduate and elevate there's you know yeah. I think it's important whether whatever we think we're doing consistently and doing it very well there's always room for growth um I always challenge myself you clearly have been challenging yourself. Let me ask you this. What's coming up in the future? Oh, outside of the obvious things that she's mentioned already, like where do you see yourself or mm-hmm. where would you, what are you aiming at? Yeah, that's a great question. I almost, okay, so let me say this. I, I wanna say what I would like to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't wanna say where I see myself. Mm-hmm. Because when you say what you see, your, our vision is always limited for us. So I would just want to say what I want to do or what I would like to do. I would like to um, continue writing. I would like to be a better writer. I would like to be in movies. I would like to act more. I would like to do soundtracks for movies. And I would like to have a foundation of some sort, but I haven't figured out for what, so that I could do something more with with kids mm-hmm. yeah because yeah i think that's what i want to do and and definitely continue singing and performing and traveling and all that kind of stuff yeah right on that's kind of broad but i yeah, want to yeah. leave it open because you know i don't want to limit man what god wants for me i might be saying well i just want to go to the moon and he's like i got the universe so <laughs> Mm -hmm. yes perfect gotta stay open we have our idea but then there's always you know the real of what is actually going to go down yes not ours have no idea oh my goodness listen y'all it is a it's about that time beth you have been on with us for a minute and we have loved (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) um seats you don't have anything else i do i want to ask you Uh um all those different background where are you most comfortable are you most comfortable as a background singer or is it in your in you at the front of the stage and i want to ask you what note you sang oh okay background parts what note? What do you mean? What part? Um, like, you know, alto. Okay, yeah. I'm like that's not note. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, you know, I know. I know what he meant. I know. What he meant. So, you, try, 
you tracking with him? <laughs> yeah, I, I know what he meant. Um, when I sang with Anita, I was on the top note, the soprano. And then when I sing with him, I am in the middle note. And then when I sing with Najee, I actually don't do background with him. He brings me in and he's an incredible, incredible man. Brings me in as a guest artist and I just solo in his show. I sing one of my songs off my album and then I sing one of his songs off of one of his albums. That is awesome um, for any artist yes. to let you grace their yes. stage and take out any amount of time from their already set sets. That's a beautiful thing. Um, it, but that just means you're deserving of that spot too as well. So I that, that has that. to be a great compliment from those cats. He's um, so incredible. Um, the way I met Najee was just kind of like a mistake. We were doing a jazz weekend for Earl Clue. And um, it was like maybe five in the morning and I get in the car to go to the airport and he's sitting in the car. And I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to be sitting in this car with Najee. I'm like, y'all got the wrong car for me. Um, <laughs> and they're like, he's like, no, no, you can get in. And Make a long story short, we got a flat tire on the highway at like five in the morning and I'm sitting there and I ended up giving him my CD and I told him if he ever came to Detroit to please call me, I would love to sing with him. And he called me and that was in 2019. So that Whoa. was fun to um, work with him um, in, in, in that manner. Um, and then you were asking me about the notes I sang. I told you the notes I sang, right? What was the other question? Uh... Um, Oh, shoot. I don't remember that other question. <laughs> but it was a good question. What? Oh. Is, what? Yeah, what Melissa, was it? No, I thought I almost remembered it, but I didn't, y'all. It's crazy it was like, because... what notes do you sing and something else? It'll come oh, back. Man. It'll come back to me. But here's another one. Uh -huh. I know that I've ran across you. We've graced the same stages at the same festivals at the same time because I was drumming for Layla Hathaway for ages, and I always ran across Kim was on always always on some yes. shows. Uh, Najee was always on some of those shows. And Anita Baker definitely came to a few of our shows. And uh, we've ended up on maybe a couple of stages with her, but more so the jazzy world. So it's crazy. We've been at the same places at the same time. Definitely, definitely have. Um, yeah. And I, I, yeah, we definitely have. Mm -hmm. and because you know it's all that hustle and bustle. So you you see people mm -hmm. be like, hey, hey, how you doing? Just, you know, uh -huh. kind of keep. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we're here person. now on this type of platform. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, won't, we won't forget now. We won't nah. forget. No, you won't. Right. Hey, you you get you were ready and had your CD ready and passed it on. And look at what happened. See, that's another note, another gem people need to be paying attention to because I don't know if, if you guys have noticed. I mean, that used to happen a lot back in the day, but I don't know that people are still prepared in that same way. When they meet people to be like, you know, here's my stuff. Check it out. And if you ever, you know, it's different now because, you know, back in the day, you could meet somebody and just break out singing to them, you know, <laughs> because nobody had their own project because there were no independent artists at the time. It's different now. You have to have something to, to give to, to people. Um, and it was just a crazy situation. I was very nervous and I was like, oh, my God, this man's going to think I'm crazy. But I'm like, OK, you only get one shot. Mm -hmm. So the chances of me running into him again um, with this situation, I'm sitting in the car and there's a flat tire on the side of the road. I was like, OK, God, I hear you. Let me say something like it was mm -hmm. it was just, it was it was just crazy. But he's such a, a great guy. Um, mm -hmm. Working with Kim is great. He's, he's a great guy to work with. You know, Anita was great. I've just had some great opportunities. Oh, 
now see i'm glad we didn't wrap it up too soon because now some stuff is coming back to me you have to tell us about the voice and that experience um yes yes okay um that started in 2018 because okay. it's a long process to get on the show, but it started in 2018. I put my first album out in 2017, trying to sell it yourself and book your own shows. It's a little hard. So I was like, okay, what can I do different to try to help me as a independent artist and as a solo artist? So the voice called and, and asked me to audition and my mother got sick. And so I said, no, the first time. And maybe six months later, they called again. And my mother was much better. And I went on the show. I went through the audition process. I had an amazing time. Um, it was John Legend's first season there. Mm -hmm. And um, Kelly Clarkson was my first coach. And then I got stolen by John Legend. And <laughs> being on that show really, um, it boosted my confidence. And it let me know that the big things that I want to do in life, the lights, the camera, the action, the, the Hollywood and everything, that's available to me because it's tangible to me. Now I was there and I was able to be in it. So I know that I can do that again. So that was, it was just great for me. No regrets. I'd, I'd do it again if I could. How did your nerves work out on that level? They were horrible. Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just crazy. Cause we're sitting here talking to you and your whole spirit, energy and vibe is like for real. Cause you I just see so comfortable and you just exude so much life. <laughs> I love life. Let me say that. And thank you. That's an amazing compliment. Um, but you know, you get there and you know, you're being looked at through a magnifying glass, the mm -hmm. whole process. It's not just that you get on the TV and they're turning these chairs. That's not the process. The process, when you make it there, it's like, shoot, I didn't, done it now it's the process getting there mm. the auditions that you have that nobody knows about mm -hmm. the auditions with the casting agency the auditions with the band the auditions with the vocal coach the auditions with the producer the auditions with you know um the other producers and the writers and everything you know because it's technically a reality show mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you're going through this i probably auditioned or or was in the audition process maybe up to 10 times before I even hit the television. Ooh. So you're going out to LA and you're there, you know, and, and so you do the audition. My first audition was in Chicago. And then they were like, um, we think we like you, we'll call you back and then save your block off this week in August because we'll probably may or may not, you know, it's very vague call you to go come out to Hollywood but I auditioned <laughs> in June right so June July I'm waiting nobody calls nobody says anything the week before I'm supposed to go to LA they're going like hey yeah you've been selected are you still available to come out so what about people who can't or something happens they missed that whole opportunity well I was available so they call me and I fly out there literally the next week and then I'm out there for about almost 10 days and within that time, I'm doing auditions, I'm doing different things, meetings, paperwork, all this kind of stuff. But you slowly but surely see people leaving, trickling out. They've either been asked to leave or something happens in their life and they can't stay once they find out what the process is. So that's that time. That's August. Then I go back in September for about a month. And then I come back home and then I go back in October for about a month. Like it's a whole thing that people have no idea it's that long. 
So yeah, my nerves were on edge for a while because you're going back and forth, but sometimes you go back home for the little break time Mm -hmm. and then they tell you don't come back. Or, you know what I'm saying? So it's all this and you're hearing these stories. So you're nervous. You don't know if you're going to be on the chopping block next. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Wow. And you made it though. I did. You made it I, though. That's I'm grateful. Deal. I'm grateful. My, I'm, I'm glad because <laughs> it was, it was a lot. Like after the show was over, I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> so <laughs> it was great though. It was great. Good. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations well, to you on that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Good sure stuff. Yeah. What do you say, Seeds? I'm sure it was worth it. All the views and the the new. Oh, it was. was I mean, on. you your blind audition. I had over a million views on that. Ooh. Right. And then I did a duet. Um, and that had probably six million views on it. So that alone is priceless. You can you you can't pay for that. A million views. Oh my gosh. Six million. See, that has to, that boosts your confidence in such a way that, of course, you got to come out with your third, fourth, and fifth albums. And because you now you have attention, indirect attention. And these people are waiting on you, listening for you. Yeah, now you you have people. Yes and no. (laughs) I mean, please explain. it's, it's, It's yes and no because you do have fans that you gain from the show. But you do have a lot of fans that only watch you while you're on the show and they fall off. And that's something that the show will tell you. Your numbers will go up while you're on the show. And after it's over or after you leave, your numbers will go down. They may adjust slightly. So Mm -hmm. you have that issue. Um, And you also have. um, That's a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. That's a false sense of, of security. You know, it encouraged me to work and to continue getting music done and to push forward but i didn't rely on seeing my numbers go up to make me think i had arrived so good yeah. for you because i don't live by the numbers Ooh, me either yeah those numbers will get you you'll you know oh i got i got 400 likes that a mean yeah you know and the I next like day you post something and you get 20 <laughs> so yeah and you won't get any so that's an emotional roller coaster that you can put yourself on i didn't want to be on that and a lot of people are putting themselves on that roller coaster especially artists unfortunately you know they it's a game (laughs) and and people don't realize all the time necessarily that they have been drawn into the game right and also you have to also take into consideration there are people that i did my show with my season Mm -hmm. that have never put any music out since the show hadn't put music out before the show that they they were just talented people that went on the show so you just can't let that show define you or you can't let the numbers define you in that you know in that manner that is the right mentality to have yeah, yeah you'll be you'll you'll be messed up <laughs> because they they dote over you and there's a lot of um attention that you get while you're on the show and then when you're off the show mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like you just have to continue to be true to yourself. And I guess it 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 really ties into what fuels you, what motivates you and what fills you up. You know, for some people, shallow numbers may be something that fills them up. 
you know, may get them to the brim of feeling like they are worth something. And I'm not saying that in like to tear anybody down or anything like that. But um, it's like we have to know what it is that that fuels us, where our motivation lies. And that is the thing that's going to keep us in a in a space that's healthy or not healthy, I think. No, I agree. You can be in a space where it is a false sense of security almost, you know, Mm -hmm. and you have to really be realistic and and be in touch with reality because it's temporary. Temporary. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes, So on social media and everything, are you just, are you just, they just, people find, find you at Beth? Well, yes and no. So, and I, I, you know what? I have a friend that tells me all the time, it's either yes or it's no. And you always say yes and no. I'm like, ah, so if you go to Facebook, my fan page is Beth. Okay. If you go to Instagram and Twitter, it is at Beth Always Sings. Mm. And my website is at uh, BethAlwaysSings.com. Okay. And Beth, um, Anita Baker gave me that name too. Uh, Beth always sings. Yes. She, she gave me that name. And so I kept, I said, Ooh, that should be like a email. It started out as an old email address and then I turned it into social media. Um, so that was, that was a lot of fun, you know, that I kept that name and I'm grateful for that. The IG was at Beth loves to sing. Beth always, always, always. Yep. So it's B E T H A L W A Y S S I N G S. Yes, Beth always sings. <laughs> Y'all better remember that, okay? Follow her. Oh my goodness. Y'all, we couldn't even get it all in, let me tell you, but we got enough in for y'all to have a taste. We have to ha- we may have to bring you back, Beth, okay? But I would love to come back. Thank you guys. <laughs> You guys are so nice and so awesome. And and thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you for being our guest. We have loved hearing the little pieces of your journey and the things that you wanted to share with us. Um, Wow. I mean, from the inside out, from the inside out. Oh, thank you. I just want people to be okay in knowing that it's okay to sometimes not be okay. Just figure out what it is and address it so that you can move forward. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. And if you are listening and you would like to be a part of what Creative M Projects is doing, volunteer, um, you definitely should sign up and you can make a donation at creativeimprojects.org at any time. At any time. So we're going to wrap up, y'all. But until next week, we want you to keep creating from the inside out. We have been locked in with Beth. Beth always sings. Yeah. <laughs> I've been your host, Melissa Cherie. And I'm your co-host, Mr. Eric Seats. All right, y'all. Peace.